Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we are about to begin a new podcast series entitled, Hell's Reality and the Truth You Need to Know. This subject is generally not very popular among the masses because it is touted to be too negative and depressing. But while not the topic most people want to dwell on, it, next to salvation's eternal life truth and heaven's destination, is the most important consideration mankind needs to take very seriously. Because along with the certainty that heaven is real and is the celestial and forever home, that awaits the redeemed of the Lord. Hell also is indeed a very real place, and there are multitudes of people who will end up there eternally, even though the Lord God Almighty made the way so that no one would ever have to. In a commentary written for Rapture Forums entitled, The Reality of Hell, thought-provoking insight on this very important subject is granted. They write, Where will you go when you die? The world is full of people who believe they will go to heaven when they die. Churches are also full of people who believe they're going to heaven, too, when their days on earth are finished. The truth is, heaven is one of two possible places people will go when they die. The other place will be hell. And allow me to interject here, beloved, by giving the scriptural reminder of why hell will end up being the final destination that many will tragically find themselves in, which is balanced on the narrow and wide way Jesus established. God's unadulterated word of truth decrees that the wages of sin is death. That penalty must be paid in order for a man or woman to enter heaven and the eternal life it holds. For only the righteous will be granted entrance. And while many people consider themselves to be good people, God's word decrees that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No matter how good, kind, or benevolent a person endeavors to be, the fact remains that we have all been born with a sin nature because of our first parents, Adam and Eve, who when they rebelled against their creator, they died spiritually. And therefore, every human being born from their corrupted seed has been born spiritually dead as well. And all the good works in the world will not change that or produce the power to ignite a sin-deadened spirit to be made alive. That is why in John 3, 7, Jesus decreed that you must be born again. That new birth miracle takes place at the moment a man or woman genuinely recognizes their imperfections, repents of their sins, and places their full trust in Jesus Christ the Savior, where with the Father's approval in heaven, at that glorious appointed moment, their deadened spirits are quickened and made alive, and they become one in reconciliation, restoration power with the God of all creation. Without that new birth miracle being manifested, the man or woman who rejects God's love gift of grace will remain spiritually dead 
and bound in their unredeemed state to their father Satan, who gained authority over fallen man in the Garden of Eden. And while many would be aghast to be told their father is Satan, especially good people, Jesus confirmed that fact in John 8, 44, when he spoke these words to the unredeemed Jews who were questioning him. You are of your father the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. And if scripture makes certain that Satan's forever destiny will be hell, so will his children find themselves in that eternal abode of death as well. But returning to our commentary, while hell is not a popular subject, it is one that demands our attention. Unfortunately, it is a subject rarely discussed in churches today. That is frightening, given the eternal consequences and the certain reality of hell. And as we consider hell's reality and why people need to have a healthy fear of it, let's begin by looking at what the world and even many people who are churchgoers think about it. Then we'll look at what the Word of God tells us about hell and why it is so critical that people understand its existence and the consequences that await the one who continues to reject salvation's grace offering that has been mercifully granted in the blood atonement sacrifice of Jesus Christ the Savior. Here are some common misconceptions that have been quoted. A loving God would never send people to a horrible place like that. Or, I don't think I'll go to hell because I'm a pretty good person and I try to do my best. Or the blasphemous quote from Katy Perry, a popular singer in our modern day culture. I don't believe in a heaven or a hell or an old man sitting on a throne. I believe in a higher power, bigger than me, because that keeps me accountable. People have all sorts of false notions about hell, ranging from ignorance to the prideful and blasphemous. We've all seen the cartoons with the devil in his red tights and pitchfork, prodding the cartoon character to get back to work. But hell and the horror it holds is no laughing matter. Additionally, certain apostate teachings offer ways to avoid or dismiss the possibility of hell altogether. Roman Catholicism, for example, teaches that a sinful life can be remedied in a place called purgatory, which the Word of God never mentions, because no such place exists. This false teaching is deceiving many people by offering an alternative atonement for sins, other than the blood atonement sacrifice of Jesus that he purchased for us on the cross of Calvary as well as deluding people with a lie that they can have a second chance after death. While in other false ways, such as the Eastern religions, their belief in the lie of reincarnation offers the empty hope of having many chances to reach their version of heaven, sometimes referred to as nirvana. Jesus spoke about hell and eternal punishment over 40 times in the Gospels. Why is it then that hell a reality of eternal consequences isn't being widely preached or taught in many churches today when the Lord Jesus himself taught about hell so often. Maybe it is because hell isn't a popular, feel-good message, or it isn't the kind of subject that pastors feel will keep visitors returning. Those notions fly in the face of what Jesus, the early church, and saints throughout the centuries have taught. The message of judgment, hell, repentance, and atonement 
may not fill the largest section of the Christian bookstore or pack the largest churches, but that message is what matters for all eternity. Many fellowships are ignoring subjects of eternal significance and are focusing on seeker-sensitive messages instead that teach a different gospel, which is me-focused and not Christ-focused, or the necessity of why he went to the cross on man's behalf. Churches aren't supposed to be life enrichment centers. They have been mandated by God to be havens where people will hear the undiluted salvation gospel truth. The message that gives understanding of the deadly consequences of sin and that it is an affront to a holy God and his righteous judgment is the word's illumination that produces godly sorrow within the heart of the one who has been convicted leading to repentance. Marriage seminars, youth rallies, and men's conferences are fine, but the church's primary task is to preach the true gospel of Jesus Christ, which makes certain man's fallen sin nature that has separated us from our Creator, and God's remedy of love in which he offered up his own son to take the penalty of death we all deserved and to bring us back to him. Without it, all we are engaging in is temporary behavior modifications and robbing a man or woman from making a truly informed decision regarding salvation's mandatory provisions. Eternity is rushing full speed toward all people, and every day tens of thousands enter it without a Savior because they believe they were good people. But Isaiah 64.6 decrees that, for all of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy garment. All of us wither like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. So the fact remains that even man's best works and efforts are soiled and defiled before a holy and perfect God, without the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ having been imputed to our account in the divine exchange that takes place in the new birth salvation miracle at the moment we genuinely repent of our sins and put our full trust in him. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The world desperately needs to hear about the love of Jesus, his grace, mercy, and gentleness. But your words will fall on deaf ears and a hardened heart, if they aren't taught in light of his holiness, glory, and coming judgment. Heaven is the eternal reality for everyone who is saved, having been blood-bought by the Savior and born again of his Spirit. However, in deadly contrast, hell is the sorrowful eternal reality for those who remain unrepentant and blinded to their need of him. If man does not believe the bad news of hell's reality, he cannot receive the good news that will keep him from its eternal punishment. In our next podcast, we will take a penetrating look into what the Bible confirms regarding the reality of heaven and hell, and the fork in the road where each man's decision will determine his eternal destiny. Until then, and as always, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. 
If you'd like to receive a CD copy of this message or you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com. Dot agape light ministries dot com.